Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. I am your host, Paul Gannon, for the next hour. I'm going to be talking sports and having fun doing it. I want all your ideas, all your opinions, and all your beliefs. Of course, as always, you'll get a heavy dose of my opinion. You have an opinion, the number to call 646 727 3070. That's 646 727 3070. You can listen to the show, blogtalkradio.com slash begin. Send messages to the show on Twitter at go for Gant. Hit us up on Facebook at go for Gant. Website, of course, goforgantsports.com, where we talk sports and have fun doing it. Great show lined up for you today. We're going to be joined by Hall of Famer Willie Rove as we talk NFL playoffs. And also, Willie's got a hot new product out here, Frame Your Game. So if you're a big fan, you know, and you drive, of course, or you're a big fan and you want to hang some things up in your man cave, Frame Your Game is your spot. So we look at the NFL playoffs coming up. And, you know, the, the, the wild card round was fun. It was exciting. A lot of good football games. Kansas City, Titans, another good game. Um, Saints, Panthers, some good game, a good game there. Poor officiating, you know, some questionable situations there. But as a whole, good football was played last weekend. And it was exciting to see the divisional round. You got a situation now. The Philadelphia Eagles, the number one seed, the number one seed, but they happen to be an underdog. That doesn't happen. In fact, it's never happened. So this team, the Philadelphia Eagles, are the underdog going. You know, they have Atlanta coming to Lincoln Financial Field. And, you know, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win this football game. And I'm very confident in saying that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win this football game. I like this Eagle team. Granted, I liked it a lot better when Carson Wentz was the quarterback. And, and, you know, is there a level of trepidation with Nick Foles as the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles? I don't think anybody could say there's not. Because Nick Foles, quite frankly, in the last couple of weeks, has stunk to join up. Now, he started well. Four touchdowns against the New York Giants in his first start. But after that, it's been all downhill. But it, it's going – I look at 
the Atlanta Falcons. And I look at this football team last year to this year. You know, last year, they were just scoring points left and right on anybody, any and everybody. You know, the numbers last year for the Atlanta Falcons were eye-popping. I mean, they put up big-time numbers. What, averaging 33 points a game. That was big time. You know, uh, Matt Ryan, big time numbers, 38 touchdowns. Last year, the Atlanta Falcons were huge. Devontae Freeman, almost 1,100 yards and 11 touchdowns. Julio Jones was big time. A lot of things were big time for the Atlanta Falcons last season because last season, like I said last week, was their year. They just couldn't get it done when it mattered most. But this year, it's it's a totally different story. And this Falcon team isn't getting the ball in the end zone like they did last year. What, 63 times, I believe, they got into the end zone last year? Down to 36 this year? I mean, the, the Falcons, they got into the end zone a lot last year. And that's one of the reasons, obviously, that they made it as far as they did. That's one of the reasons the Atlanta Falcons made it to the Super Bowl, because they got into the end zone a lot more than they they did this year. You look at last year, and it just the numbers were just crazy. 63 touchdowns last year. The numbers eye-popping. 36 touchdowns this year. So, I mean, that's huge. And that just shows you what the Falcons were last season in comparison to what they are now. They're still a good football team. They're a 10-win football team for a reason. But I don't think they're coming into Lincoln Financial Field to beat the Eagles. I don't see it. Now, don't get me wrong. If it happens, I won't be shocked because, because Nick Foles, I don't have the utmost confidence in Nick Foles. So I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be amazed. I would just be, probably be just a little sad. But anyway, let's bring in a guy now. Pretty happy man right now. Doing some big things. You know, with Frame Your Game. Did some big things in his career. Obviously a Hall of Famer. Let's bring him in now. Hall of Famer, Willie Rowe. Willie. Trying to get him on here. We'll get that situated in a moment. But in the meantime, if you look at what the Atlanta Falcons were, they were an amazing football team last year. And, you know, they they were just that good last year, so good that they were up 28-3 to in the Super Bowl against the New England Patriots in a game they had no business losing. Let, let's, let's be honest about that. Let's see if we can get this situated here, get Willie in here. But they, they had no business losing the Super Bowl. But the reality of football 
you have your moments, you have your times, you have your chances. And sometimes, reality of sports, reality of life, you have your moments, you have your opportunities, you have your chances. And sometimes when you don't seize that moment, that opportunity, that chance, you don't get that opportunity, that chance, that moment again. And so the Atlanta Falcons had their moment. They just couldn't seize it. They had their moment. They had their chance. They had their opportunity to do something special, and that is win a Super Bowl. They couldn't do it. And they'll be kicking themselves, I believe, for a long time because they had their opportunity. They had their moment. And unfortunately, they couldn't bring it home. They could not bring it home. And now this year, like I said, the mojo is just not there. Yes, they beat the Los Angeles Rams last week, but in beating the Los Angeles Rams, my thought process is, okay, that's a young Rams football team. That's a team that hasn't been here before. That's a team that's that's new to this thing. You know, they're, they're new to the playoffs. Willie. Paul, you there? Paul, can you hear me yeah. now? I got you now. How are Paul, you? Paul, I have to disagree with you. Go ahead. The, the Falcons, anytime you go to the Super Bowl, that's a lot of football you've played through that year. Early in the year, it took them a time to get their stride. They got a little hangover. It's like a basketball team making it to the finals. Julio Jones has not played good this year. He, how many touchdowns does he have all year, Paul? If if Julio Jones keep going, it's like a basketball player that scores a bunch of points and he hasn't been scoring. You got to think about it. That defense, those linebackers are way better, Paul. 45, Jones, those, that kid from LSU, those linebackers fly. That defensive line has been playing great. If they pick it up offensively, and, and, and like you said about foes, I know they had their time. They had a chance to make a run. They got some experience. I think this Atlanta team here all around defensively is a better defensive front than they had last year. Would you not agree with this? Well, you, you look at the numbers. The numbers will tell you that, yes, the Atlanta Falcons defensively are better than they were a year ago. I'll give you that. I mean, you look yes. at them last year. They were giving up 25 points a game. This year, 18 points a game for this Falcon team. So, to your point, defensively, they are better. They, they are a better team. And, 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 and Paul, 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 it took them a little while offensively to get going because they lost their coordinator. So, they've been trying to figure out what they were going to do offensively all year. Julio Jones hadn't had a game, a big game in a while. He had that big game for 200 yards in the middle of the season. Remember, he, had, he broke out and had a huge game for like 20 yards. He still hadn't even scored, what, five touchdowns all year? If Julio Jones has a breakout game in Philly and that offense gets rolling, Philly could be in trouble. Philly's defense has got, if they get going offensively. Now, what is Philly's offense going to be able to do against that Atlanta defense? Because that Atlanta defense is very stingy. I'll give you that. The Falcons defense has played fairly well this year. But I look at, and you're saying this Falcon defense is better than they were a year ago. But here's my thing. I look at last year's game, and the Atlanta Falcons' offense last year was rolling last year, 33 points per game. They put up huge. 
big time numbers. The only team to hold this team under 20 points were the Philadelphia Eagles last year, and that's when the Falcons were rolling. And so I look at that, and and, and I say to myself, okay, I think this Eagles defense is a little better than they were last year. I say to myself, this Falcon offense is not what they were last year. And, and And I say, and I also look at the hostile environment. Atlanta went to Los Angeles. That's not a hostile environment. Lincoln Financial Field is a hostile environment. And also look at this. Philadelphia, last year in that game, I know it's last year, but last year in that game, Philadelphia ran for over 200 yards. Now, I think the Philadelphia offense, I mean, the running game, excuse me, I think the running game is better than it was last they're not going. They're not, they're not going to run for over 200 yards on the Falcons. I can tell you that right now. 200 yards is a lot of yards. And, and it's not something you expect to okay, have. Okay, and, and what's, what's the, what, what's the, what's the weather going to be like in Philly? What's the weather uh, going to be like for the game? I believe the weather is going to be – let me check that. Let me double-check that. But I believe the weather is going to be in the third. About 40 degrees? I think it's going to be in the third. About 40 degrees, party cloudy. That's About not, that's not going to be cold weather. That's not so. It's about forty degrees, partly cloudy, is what I mean. That's not favorable. If it was colder, forty degrees, thirty-five. That's not too bad of weather. I will say this: Do you trust Nick Foles? And and you keep you keep talking about the Atlanta offense. That Atlanta offense can get going at any time, Paul. You keep. They got Sanu. They got good weapons on that offense. They got a. Uh, they got a tight end. Don't they got that big tight end? So you you. You 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 discrediting and kind of not giving the Atlanta Falcon offense is due just for what they went through. They made it to the second round of the playoffs. They beat a you right. They beat a young LA team that had an outstanding defense. Now I will give I will say this about the Super Bowl. They were up twenty three to twenty eight to three, and they made some bad plays on 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 the, on, the, on the offense side of the ball. We'll give you credit. But that defense folded in the second half. They got tired, and the defense folded in the second half. If you give me that defense they have this year, last year, in the second that game, Atlanta Falcons win that Super Bowl. That defense kept giving it up. Uh, what's called it, Tom Brady? The, the Patriots always get lucky, Paul. But I will say, that defense is a lot better, a lot faster sideline to sideline than they were last year. And and I don't think the Falcons lose that Super Bowl if they have that defense they have this year playing. But I'll give you I'll, I'll give you that. But I'll say this: the key to what made the Atlanta Falcons special last year was that offense. And to me, that offense isn't as special as it was last year. And also, I look at it this way: sometimes teams just have that year. And, and the Atlanta Falcons, to me, last year was their year. That was their year. That was their moment. That was their chance to win a Super Bowl. And, and you know better than anybody in the National Football League, when you don't seize the moment, sometimes you don't get that moment back. And to me, that team last year, that was their moment. Because everything broke right for that football team. They were special last year. And they just they couldn't get it done. And this year is totally different. You don't get that same sense that you got last year. Oh, yeah, but, but everything, everything, everything didn't break right for them this year, and they're still in the second round of the playoffs, Paul. I'm going to tell you what. 
both these games are going to be close. The Saints game and, and this Philly game. But but to be honest with you, Paul, I think the Saints are going to end up playing Atlanta in the, in the NFC Championship game. I got both road teams winning in this, in this playoffs. Wow. I think you got a young quarterback in Minnesota. You got Nick Foles who you, the Falcons will put pressure on him and get after him. I'm sorry to say this, but I think both – I think you got Atlanta headed for New Orleans in the playoffs in the NFC Championship. I think both road – both road teams can win this week. I, I, I don't know. I, I think both road teams can win. And would I be shocked if the Falcons beat the Eagles? No. Would I be shocked if the Saints beat the Vikings? No. But I look at it this way. And, and looking at your Saints, to me, you look at the Saints last week. They had a hard time running the football against, this Carolina, against the Carolina Panthers. They're going to have a hard time running the football against the Minnesota Vikings. I believe the Minnesota Vikings defense is better than the Carolina Panthers. And here's the thing also with the Saints. They own the Carolina Panthers. Let's let's be real. They owned them. They had their number. Anytime you beat a team three times in one year, you have their number. The Saints had the Panthers number. And they should – to me, I expected them to win the game. But they're going to Minnesota now, a hostile, a, another hostile environment. And, and I'm giving you Chase Keenum, you know, He's doing something that he's never done in his career. He's playing some big-time football. He's never done that. But I love that Viking defense. I love the way that Viking team is playing. And to me, the big thing that made the Saints special this year was their running game, Ingram and Kamara. I don't think they're going to be able to get that off. And I know they didn't get it off against the Panthers, but, again, they own the Panthers. I don't think they're going to be able to get that off against the Vikings. I don't see I don't see New Orleans going in there and, and beating the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, okay, okay, but, but okay, out of, out of, okay, who do who who do the Vikings have running the ball? Are the Vikings gonna be able to run the ball on the Saints? We're not talking we we're not talk, we're talking about the Vikings defense. How good is that Saints defense? Lattimore, uh, um, Monte Teo, Cameron Jordan, uh, those other guys. I mean, how good have the Saints defense played and their deep, their secondary have played in their in their top ten defense now? We're not giving the Saints defense enough credit. Their defense played well this year, but let me let me let me say this: How much faith, if you're Sean Payton, do you have in this big time defense? If you're going for it fourth and two at your at the fifty yard line, as, as far as I'm concerned, that tells me that you don't have a lot of confidence in your defense. And I look at that defense, and Cam Newton was able to go up and down the field on that team. He went up and down the field. Okay, okay. How good? How good is Cam Newton? He had he had he had his tight end. He had punches. He had his receivers. You know the the player that 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 really got out the Carolina and hurt him was Ted Ginn Jr. But what I'm saying to you is they got a lot of weapons at receiver. And if it comes down to this, Paul, if it comes down, who's going to make a better throw in the game? And who's got who's got to drive down that field? Who are you putting your trust in, Keenan or, or, or Drew Brees? If it comes down to it, which quarterback do you think is going to execute better in the crunch? Because that other kid has been there before. Okay. I'll trust Case Keenum against that New Orleans Saints oh. defense before I trust Drew Brees. You're going to trust him over Drew Brees? You're going to trust, trust Case Keenum over Drew Brees, who's, who's thrown for over 70,000 yards. Did you see the ball he dropped uh, in Ted Gears' lap when he scored that touchdown, that bomb? I'm going to tell you what. If, if we got to put pressure. If we put pressure on – on 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 that quarterback. If we put pressure on him and get after him, I'm gonna give it a wash on the defense because you got Rose, you got Lattimore. The defense is a wash. 
I give the advantage to Saints in the running back department. I give the advantage to Saints in the quarterback department. I give the advantage to 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 Minnesota with the tight end, that big tight end they have, who's special. I understand the tight end department. I will say that's the advantage to to yeah, the advantage to Minnesota. But if we go overall, overall, if you compare those teams, the Saints have a slight advantage in the running back department because they got two guys that can do it, and the, and the O line. I will give that slight advantage about a wash. But I definitely give it better to the Saints with the quarterback department. Well, I, I, here's the thing. And you're probably right in, in terms of obviously you're going to trust Drew Brees over Case Keenum because he's done it many, many times throughout his illustrious career. But I, I just feel like, you know, the Saints have taken it as far as they can, as, as far as I'm concerned. And again, they played the Carolina Panthers. Good football team, but Drew Brees and the, Car- and the New Orleans Saints. All do you, do you know, do, Paul, Paul, do you know how hard it is to beat a team like Carolina three times in one year? I mean, I mean that's, it's hard to beat a team three times. But to me, you beating a team three times tells me that you have a great matchup against that football team, and, and that t- you just have that team's number. During that season, you no, no, no. But they didn't have they didn't have Greg the last two games. They didn't have their all pro tight end for the first. Remember, he had a bad. He's got a bad foot. He played. He didn't play those first two games. True, but and they didn't have I Jonathan mean, Stewart. Jonathan Stewart didn't play either one of those games. But even, even in the regular season, both of those games against the Panthers were were pretty much blowouts. I mean, they went into Carolina and blew them out. You know, and they forced a bunch of turnovers on Newton, and, and then they pretty much blew them out. At home near the end of the season, and again they and they didn't yeah, and, and they didn't and they didn't have they didn't have Greg and they didn't have Jonathan Stewart. Both of those guys played. Both of, uh, Greg Olson is one of the top tight ends in the league. I, again, I just you know I mean just the way those games went. Those games weren't the regular season games between the Saints and the Panthers weren't really close. They weren't really close. Okay, but, but but but. But Atlanta's battle-tested. New Orleans is battle-tested. If Philly battle-tested, and they don't have their quarterback in, they were battle-tested with the other court with the other court, court wins. Now, is 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 Minnesota battle-tested? They ain't been here before. They haven't been here before. I get the advantage for battle-tested teams. NFC South is a tough division. I give the advantage to the Saints and Atlanta because they're both battle-tested. And I and I haven't seen enough of these other two teams to say that they are. So I'm giving this Saints for battle testing to New Orleans and Atlanta because they've been in the big dance more. Atlanta was in the Super Bowl last year. They know how to play in this big stage. We're going to see what Philly can do. I'm going to slight advantage New Orleans and Atlanta, both close football games. We're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rowe. I mean, you talk about battle testing. First and foremost, uh, the Vikings and the Eagles, are both 13-win teams. So they won 13 games. That's hard to do in the National Football League. Talking battle-tested, the Vikings, a a team that, you know, lost their quarterback in Sam Bradford. Obviously, Teddy Bridgewater, he he was never healthy. He never really was a factor in terms of really playing this year. I know he's active and everything, but he's not really much of a factor at this point in time. But anyway, Case Keenum stepped in, played some big-time football. This you talk about this Viking football team in terms of being tough and, and battle tested on some level. Lost their starting running back in Dalvin Cook. I mean, he was a guy that was 
got off to a great start, and this Viking team found a way to overcome all that to win 13 games. Look at the Philadelphia Eagles. I know they had Carson Wentz for most of the way, but they lost their left tackle on Jason Peters. I mean, that's a lot to overcome. They they found a way to do it. They lost their middle linebacker, Jordan Hicks. You know, he was a big guy for them. They overcame it, and they found a way, even though Carson Wentz went down, the Philadelphia Eagles still found a way to get home field advantage throughout the course of the playoffs. When I say say battle-tested, I mean battle-tested in the postseason. Okay, okay, fair. Fair. So so um, let's look. How many how many playoff games has Minnesota been in the last five years? How many playoff games has uh, Philly been in the last five years compared to the Saints in the, in, 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 in in Atlanta? I guess to, to further make your point, I mean, Case Keenum has never played in the playoffs, and Nick Foles has been there once as the starter of the Philadelphia Eagles. Many years ago, a few years ago, when he scored, when he uh, threw for 27 touchdowns, only two interceptions, when he had that special year. But that was it. So to your point, you know, obviously the advantage does have to go in terms of the signal callers to to the Falcons and the Saints. But home field advantage is huge in the playoffs. And and, and both of these teams, the Falcons, I mean, not the Falcons, the Eagles and the Vikings have played very well, both 7-1 at home. So these are teams that don't lose at home. And, and I'll give you, and, and I'll give, and going back to the Philadelphia Eagles. And, and, and how, many, how many games did the Rams lose at home this year when, they were, when, the, when the Falcons went up there and, and, and scored 26 on them and held them to 13 points? I, I believe the Rams, let me look at the Rams. I believe they, they lost three games at home. They lost three games at home. Okay. So, including one to the Philadelphia Eagles. But, um, <laughs> I just feel like yeah, that's, yeah, that was that was when he got hurt exactly. Right. So when you when you talking about when you talk you keep talking about the Eagles when they won all those games that was with uh with his quarterback wasn't with this quarterback. Well, I mean, but Nick Foles. How many how many how many games did Keenan start this year? How many games has he started all year? Uh, I, mean, I mean, I mean, not the, 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 no, the Nick Foles. Keenan has pretty much started most of the year. He started most of the year for the. No, Foles, Foles. Oh, Foles started three games. He played against the Giants with the whole game. Played against the Raiders the whole game, and against the Cowboys in the final game of the year, which meant nothing. He played in one quarter. That didn't mean anything. Yeah, he played in one quarter. But he went to New York, and I know the Giants stunk. But in a game where the defense wasn't playing well for the Eagles, Nick Foles picked this game up, threw four touchdowns. Eagles found a way to win against the Raiders. In a game where Nick Foles didn't play well, the defense picked it up. They found a way to win. And I think – Okay, but know, the Raiders – the really, the Raiders, the Raiders, the Raiders have been a disappointment all year. They should have been even in that football game. But I look at this Eagle defense, and, and I think, you know, the, both the Vikings and the Eagles have big-time defenses, big-time defense. And, and the Eagles over the past couple of weeks, I know they have some hiccups near the end of the year where the Giants put up, put up some points on them, where the Rams put up some points on them. But near, after that, they finished the year fairly strong, and I feel fairly confident that this Eagle defense, which which hold teams to about 15 points per game, I, I feel like this Eagles defense in this spot, in this with this hostile environment. You also got to look at this. Eagles are the underdog in this game. 
this doesn't happen in a divisional round. The number one seed has never been the underdog. The Eagles are the underdog. So to me, that's going to put a little chip on this team's shoulder. I think everybody doubting them is going to put a huge chip on the but, but you But you are, giving the, you are giving the advantage to the signal callers for both road teams. You you are saying there is an advantage with with, with Breeze and with uh, Matt Ryan. You do agree that there is an advantage with those experienced quarterbacks that are battle tested, correct? There is an advantage. I, I don't think anybody – yeah, I agree. There's, there's no way we can say otherwise. There is an advantage. And we, we talked about the weather. The low is going to be 15 degrees in Philadelphia. So, you know, game game starts about 4.30. So you figure around game time is probably going to be in the 30s somewhere. So it's going to be it's going to be high 30s when it starts. Yeah, it's going to probably be in the 30s. Yeah, you're right. But I just feel like, I don't know, I just feel like the doubting of this Eagle football team it's hard to win thirteen okay. games without a. a well, well, you know, we, you know, we we'll know, you know, we we'll do, Paul. We'll have a dinner. We'll have a dinner when I see you next time. We got a dinner dinner deal. If the Eagles lose, uh, you, you owe me dinner, and if and if the Falcons lose, I owe you dinner. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm, I'm confident in, in in my belief that the Philadelphia Eagles. Will go in. Will will beat the Atlanta Falcons. I, I think they'll do it. And I, I'm thinking to myself, it might not even be close. I, I almost think. I almost think this Philadelphia Eagle team. Oh, you But see, see, this is this is where you, this. Paul, this is where you're not giving the Falcons defense enough credit. You've seen '99. You forgot '98. Was having a good game. The other kid had a, had a, had a, had, a, had a big year. '99. Is uh is the other kid hurt the the forty four the big defensive end that was the the first round pick for the for Atlanta is he hurt because I've no, seen ninety eight playing a lot not the kid that uh, Beasley is he hurt? No, Beasley's playing. You got Beasley, you got ninety eight who who beat the guy for a sack. You got ninety nine who who's who had that six sacks against uh Oakland. I mean against Dallas up there who had who's had a huge year for Atlanta. I mean, these guys, you got 45 Jones, Dante Jones, who knocked Kamara out. I mean, this guy is running sideline to sideline. This Atlanta team, you're not giving these guys enough credit. I don't feel like you're giving them enough credit. And I'm telling you, I mean, these guys are focused, and these guys are not playing. If you watch these guys play, these guys are not playing. I, I mean, I'll agree with you. Yes. The Atlanta Falcons defensively have played well. They they have played well. Very no well. And, and they're a lot better than I thought they were on the defensive side of the ball. And their secondary is underrated. Their secondary is underrated, I, I think. I agree. They're, they're a lot better than I thought they were. But, again, again, I feel like, again, you had – your moment. I, I feel like for the Falcons, they had them. They don't have. To me, I look at the Atlanta Falcons. I watch this football team. Watch them in the regular season. Watch them now. They don't have that Super Bowl swagger that they had last year. They don't get into the end zone like they Who, did last year. But, but no, 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 no. That's one. Uh, okay, you keep saying they don't have that swagger. They have the swagger on the defense side of the ball. 
Yeah, the, yeah, the offense struggled some. Yeah, the offense did. they struggled some because they got a new coordinator. They lost their their coordinator who was very close to Ryan. And I, and I'm telling you, so we're saying the offense that really hadn't gotten going. So this is what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying they're dangerous, Paul. We're looking at it from two different perspectives. I'm looking at it where if that offense does get going with that defense, uh, you're in trouble. So that you, we're looking at it from two different perspectives where you, you, you're not you're not looking at the fact they got a new coordinator. I mean, and I, I mean that's that's a good point. That's a good point. But some, I just, I mean, you you like I said, you know this game. And, and you played this game, and, and, and I'm saying to you, there's some times where throughout your course of your career where you played on a team that, you know, that had it, and, and you felt maybe it could be their year, and everything kind of broke right for them. The Atlanta Falcons last year, everything broke right for them. And they, they were, that was, I just feel like sometimes teams have that, chance that moment where that's just their year and something gets in the way of it for the falcons what got in the way of it is just some just horrible calls in that super bowl body offense against the patriots and obviously they couldn't stop tom brady but even with all that all they had to do is run the football kick a field goal and they're super bowl champions at this point that was their year i don't think i think that time has came and went I don't think this team was pretty much just the same team. We'll win it. Okay, well, I don't agree. And I, and I have I have Tennessee. I think people are sleeping on Tennessee. I know that they, they got a tough game with the Patriots. I got the Patriots and uh, Pittsburgh winning and, and going to the AFC Championship. And I got Atlanta and New Orleans winning. Those are my teams. And, and I know you. we defer, but I heard your argument. You've heard mine. We'll talk about this next week. But I have Atlanta and New Orleans winning on the road. I just think the quarterback, and they're both battle-tested on the road. Uh, you know, obviously it's hard to beat a team three times. Uh, I, got, I gave Atlanta defense more credit than what you're giving them. And I got the Patriots, and I have, uh, which I think is going to be a close game. And I, and I don't think it's going to be a very close game with uh, with uh, the Pittsburgh game with Jacksonville. Okay, I, I agree with you. I mean, in, in terms of Jacksonville and Pittsburgh, I mean, that Jacksonville defense is good, and, and they caused, what, intercepted Big Ben five times, and, and they'd be in a regular season in Pittsburgh. But Blake Bortles, I mean, you, the, the guy had more rushing yards than passing yards. I mean, that's not a recipe to win. And, this, and you also remember in that game, Leonard Fournette almost had 200 yards rushing in that game. So I, I just feel like, Sometimes teams just have those days. It was earlier in the season. I think teams just have those days where they're just bad. And I think the Steelers had that day mm -hmm. when they were just bad. So I, I agree. I don't think the, the Jaguars can beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Uh, I, I don't see it. And then the new, uh, look at New England and Tennessee. The Titans, to me, they shot their load last week against the Kansas City Chiefs in a game they really had no business winning. They had no business winning that game. But um, but, but, but you know did. but you know what? You know what? But you know what though? That if Tom Brady isn't on top of things, that thirty set that defense for Tennessee is underrated. The offensive line is excellent. You know they're running downhill. It's their old school football team. If they keep it close, they're dangerous. 
I worry about I worry about New England. Don't take this game this game for granted because Mariota can beat you with his with his arm and with his legs, Paul. He can make plays, and he made plays against Kansas City last week. This is a team that wants to hang around, hang around, hang around, and then they run the ball. Look at the time possession in the second half. The Chiefs weren't even on the field. And 37 is, is a headhunter. He took Kelsey out, and then he covers well. I'm telling you, this is a team, Tennessee, the way they play, if you let them, if, if, if New England jumps on them early, I think it'll be a blowout. If New England does not jump on this team early and lets them hang around, they'll be dangerous. They're a dangerous team. Uh, I, I think I think you think they're a little more dangerous than I than I do in this particular spot. Um, I, here's the thing about the Patriots. What what about my what about Mariota, Paul? I mean, if that kid is on this game, and and that's the type of quarterbacks that give New England problems—the ones that can throw and ones that can run. A quarterback that's running around, running around, scrambling, getting those first downs. You, you know, because you know Tom Brady's not going to do that. And Mariota can beat you with his feet and his arm. Those type of teams, when the pocket collapses, they can take off running, give New England problems. I look at the New England Patriots, and, and this is a team, you know, they, they got some got a level of controversy there in terms of what's going on uh, with, uh, you know, the, the whole story with Belichick and Brady and Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo and everything. But I look at this Patriots team. And when they have a level of adversity, they seem to respond and respond in a very, very good way. I expect them to respond in a very, very good way uh, against this Tennessee Titans team. I just feel like when they have some, some adversity, you look at Spygate, the Flategate, you know, they always come back and they always come back strong. And so they got this controversy now. I think they're going to come back and I think they're going to come back strong. And I don't believe that the Titans have a, a, a chance in this game. I I don't see the Titans winning this game. I don't even see it being all that close. I think the Titans did what they – last week the Titans did what they had to do in terms of beating the Kansas City Chiefs, but that is as far as they can go. They're not ready to go any higher or any further than that. But, hey, if Mariota is able to run around a little bit and have a tremendous game. Hey, anything is possible. Anything can happen. But I don't see them shutting down that that uh, New England offense. I see that offense in New England having a lot of success. I see the Patriots winning easily. But we'll see. We'll, we'll definitely see. We're, we're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rose. Now, Willie, you know, we, we got the playoffs going on, but you, you got some big-time things going on. Frame your game out there right now. You know, you're doing big things with, with license plates. I mean, it's great for people who have cars, and obviously it's great for people to have man caves because you can do some things, you know, uh, in terms of hanging things up in your house. Talk about framing your game. You know what, Paul? We're making a lot of strides. You know, we're on Amazon now. Uh, a lot of product we just got shipped in, going to Amazon, a lot on Amazon Prime. So for the fans out there, uh, like you said, we're still working on, we, we're getting the right. So we'll be able to tell what's good about it is we're getting the right. So like a play with the NFLPA, so like an active player for the man cave, uh, like Tom Brady, you'll be able to, we'll be able to put Tom Brady in that Patriots helmet on the metal plate 
or put him in the Michigan helmet and sell him with a lithogram either way. So a player like uh, Odell Beckham will be able to go to LSU or with the Giants plate. So that'll be coming soon. But right now the fans can go to Amazon and type in frame your game and you'll have a bunch of helmets come up and they can order their helmet right now. And uh, for any anybody that already has any type of Eagles, you got the eagle plate, like the fan plate on already on their car, or if you have one of the mother one of the mother team plates on their car. You know you'll be able to uh, put that on, screw it all in together, and it looks good. And if you're a state that you have to have a front plate, then it's not going to block anything. You can just put it on with your with your regular plate. So you know we're excited about it. We've made a lot of progress this year. And uh, like I said, you go to Amazon and you type in Frame Your Game or you just push Philadelphia Eagles uh, 3D license plate and, uh, and you'll be able to uh, get your plate. And, you know, our slogan, Paul, is, uh, you know, getting the trenches like your team. When your team puts their helmet on the field, we want you to put your helmet on your car on game day to get get ready for the game. You know, when everybody riding around with their helmets on, showing their support, showing them they're ready to play. For sure. And the thing is, man, I mean, and this is huge because you look at it and it's an opportunity and people love to, to show the world that they're fans of whatever team. So this is your opportunity to put it on your car and show the world, hey, I'm a fan of Alabama, the Crimson Tide. Hey, I'm a fan of the Steelers, mm-hmm. you know, and it's also an opportunity in terms of players, your, your favorite players. Like you said, that's huge. I mean, a, a guy in New England. You know, Tom Brady, of course. You, you would think that would be the obvious. I mean, so I look at this, man, and this this, this could really blow. It could blow. And then, and then another thing, we're going to be selling at the Super Bowl. Anybody, if your Eagles make it, if they do make it, Paul, we'll be having the helmets at any Airmark location. We'll be selling at the Super Bowl. And, uh, and then if things go well, Paul, we're going to take this right in the uh, – Baseball season, because you know we got the hat too, and we have the baseball with with the uh, laces. So we're gonna try to go on the MLB and the MA, M, NBA and uh, and keep this thing going, Paul. But uh, like you said, we're really excited about it, and we made we made a we made a lot of progress this year. And uh, another thing that they really love what we did at the hall, Paul. We were taking people's phones. The grandmothers were coming. And they had their grandchildren who were playing football, and we were getting helmets. And at that time, we had the metal plates. We were sending those pictures to the plate company and shipping them their, their grandkids' pictures to put in those helmets. And they really they really make a good gift. So eventually, we want to be able, if you have that laser printer in the arena, you could take a picture from the stand, send that to the shop, and you'll be able to either ship it to your house or go get your own picture in your helmet and put it on your wall. So that's another option that will be coming. But right now, we just want the fans to support us. And we are, you know, uh, got NFL players involved, me, uh, Dermonte Dawson, Tim Brown, Earl Campbell, and Mark Ingram, uh, our brand ambassadors. So not only are we uh, a company that are, that are uh that are trying to do good things and give back to the community. We also have current and former NFL players involved with the company. So, uh, you know, I think it's good all the way around for the league and for us to get this thing going. And, uh, you know, having those former players that were, you know, some of the best ever played the game involved, you know, adds credibility to our company. And you talked about it. I mean, Dermani Dawson, um, Tim Brown, Earl Campbell, the great Earl Campbell. Mark Ingram, I mean, you know, you know, a current player, 
Mark Ingram is involved as well. Mm-hmm. So you got a lot of great players involved in this. That's why you want the Saints to win. Yes, you want the Saints to win because I used to play for the Saints. But it would be good, obviously, if the Saints win. That would be good for the company. And, you know, I mean, if they make it to the Super Bowl, it would be great. But I want the better team to win. I want them to be good competitive football games. I think the two NFC games, if you do, you will agree, will be very competitive. You think Philly will have a chance to take over? I think Philly's going to be in a dogfight with Atlanta. And I, and I think the NFC matchups are going to be better games than the AFC games. I, I, I do think the Pittsburgh game will be a, could be a bigger blowout than, than the New England game. I'm just, Tennessee is a team that scares me because of the way they play football. They run the ball, and, and, and you see, New England has given up some running plays. Some, some, sometimes that defense doesn't play all that good all the time. So what I'm saying to you is, sometimes that defense is not as good, as, as, you know, and they've given up some big plays. Now, they play good, and they've got some good cornerbacks and some good guys up front. But, you know, sometimes they don't play. And, uh, and uh, Gronk's going to have to get off to a good start, and they're going to have to get off a good, good start. But I'm telling you, this Tennessee team, I've watched them play a few times. They they have a no-quit attitude, Paul, and they're old, they smash mouth. They're, you know what you're getting from them. If you can stop it, stop it, but you know what you're getting. Yeah, I mean, they do run the ball well. You know, and, and Derrick Henry played some big-time football. Derrick Henry was six, 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 Six three two hundred forty five pounds. I don't see it. I, I I don't see it. I I mean I don't I don't even see it being. I don't see the game being close. Well, you saw, you saw it last week against the Chiefs. And I I, I felt like again I, when I watched was watching that game. See, my first thought and initial thought with the Tennessee Titans is okay. They're just one of these teams, like the Buffalo Bills on some level, just happy to make the dance. And when the Chiefs jumped on them and were up 21-3, to okay, I, I'm saying to myself, this is not going to be close. And, again, it, it kind of went to what I was thinking. Yeah, but when they, when, they took, when they took Kelsey out, when they took when they lost Kelsey. Jones on defense, that, when they lost Kelsey on offense, Kelsey is the guy that, that they couldn't stop. That's why Gronk is key for them. Kelsey is the guy that changed. When they lost Kelsey, he changed the whole momentum of the game. That's true. It did. It changed the whole momentum of the game offensively. They were stagnant. Uh, Alex Smith did not ever stretch the field in the second half. That's why Gronk's important. If Gronk has to play good, you know, and these guys start, these guys on Tennessee will hit you and they will take you out. So this is what I'm telling you. Don't underestimate that defense Tennessee. They, they play old school football and these guys aren't afraid to hit and, and go after guys. So uh, I, I, I just... I, I I I like New England, but New England needs to jump on these boys early because if they let them hang around, they can be dangerous in the second half. I'm, this is just the way they play football. This they, they're not going if they don't if they if it's close if they blow them out okay they blow them out if it's close watch out for Tennessee they, they're scary. If yeah and, and you know anytime you let a team hang out hang around they can be scary. I feel like New England's going to jump on them, man, and I think they're going to jump on them early. And unlike the Chiefs, they're not going to let them get back. Let me ask this real quick before we get out of here. Looking at the Chiefs now, um, you got the situation now with Alex Smith, and 
you know, the uncertainty in terms of his future and everything. And, you know, Pat Mahomes is there. He was a high draft pick. Andy Reid has gotten to the playoffs but hasn't had the type of success you want your coach to have in the playoffs. Where do you see this, this, this Chiefs team at this point? Do you think Alex Smith will ever play a game in Kansas City again? I see it like this. Mahomes was, was that Mah- that was Mahomes' rookie year, right? Yep. Was that his first year or second? That was his first year, right? That's his first year. He's a rookie. Yep. Okay. Alex Smith has one year on his contract, fourteen and a half million. The Chiefs need to get. The, uh, I don't know what they're doing with Houston. They're dropping them too much in cover. Uh, Tom Ali's done. Uh, D Ford, the guy they drafted in the first round, was injured. You got Eric Berry coming back. Dirk Johnson had an outstanding year again. You 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 draft some a linebackers. You got to get past the linebacker. You draft some pass rushers. Uh, you maybe go get another lineman or receiver. You bring Smith back because he got one year on the deal with fourteen fourteen and a half million. You pay him the fourteen and a half million because because the young kid's still in his rookie deal. It's only his second year. I think you bring Smith back for that last year on his contract. You let him stay in there and play. You get some more players on the defense side of the ball. You do a good job in the draft. You got to get some pass rushers, some linebackers. You got to get some better players on uh, on the up front of that defense because uh, you're giving up too much in the running game. You get some linebackers to run sideline on sideline. I think you bring Alex Smith back at that number for 14 and a half. You you got the option to bring him back. It's not 20 million. You bring him back, let him play. You let the kids sit there another year. And if something happens to Smith and he's not playing well, you put the kid in. But I don't think you let him walk when he's got one year. The way Smith was playing this year, he was just playing too good to let him walk away. I just think you got that kid on the rookie deal and you bring him back one more year. You're all for bringing Alex Smith in one more year, let Mahomes sit one more year, and then move forward. And then and, and, and draft well and get better on the defense side of the ball. Get better on the offense side of the ball. You had you had a few more players, you know, but you gotta you gotta you gotta get two. You gotta let D Force been hurt too much. Ali's gone. You bring in some pass rushers. You drive. You got free agency. You bring in some good veteran players. You draft well. You bring Alex back. You got one more year. You got Hill. You got some young receivers. You got uh, you got the other Hunt that had a good year. Maybe you draft another running back. The, uh, to, to come in, you got West. Some of those guys were banged up a little bit. You just you get better, and uh, I think you add you add some more firepower. You bring Smith back another year at that at that price point because you still you still got the option to lock him into a contract. So you have you control that at fourteen and a half million. He's still not making twenty five twenty eight million. I think that's not a bad price to bring him back for. He's worth that on the, on the open market. He's worth fourteen. Million, he's, I don't think he's worth 20, 22 million, but I think that 14 million, I think you bring him in because of, of what he can do and the way he plays, and, and you see what happens. It should be interesting to see what the Chiefs do. Obviously, they got some decisions to make moving forward. And you wonder, I mean, I, I don't know if Alex Smith comes back. I, I'd be surprised if he does. But, uh, you know, anything is possible, well, and we'll see what happens. But well, he well he can't leave. He can't leave if he's under contract. Well, I mean, they can always you know find. There's a lot of teams that could use Alex Smith. So maybe you know there could be a trade. Maybe so. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what direction 
Yeah, but, but this this the this this is the this is the problem you have. What if you trade him, Paul, and that kid gets off to a rough start? Now you don't have the comfort of going back to Alex Smith. This kid is my house from going, but wish that kid went to Denver and won't beat Denver the last, you know, the last game of the season and and, and Denver played. You know, they played their their starters. I mean, so uh, I just you know, I I mean the way Smith played most of the year. And then he, you know, they when when he wasn't playing well, they got away from the run. They got to start. They got to start going north and stop and stop trying to throw sideline to sideline, letting these guys run. They got to go north. They got to stretch the field more. When they started winning again, they started running the ball again. And 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 Hunt led the league in rushing because the last four or five weeks he was running north and south, and they started trusting that offensive line. When they weren't playing well, they weren't trying. They, I don't know what kind of plays they were running. It wasn't good. When they went to the Giants, they didn't even throw the ball down the field. I don't know what kind of offense they're running. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I think Kansas City, I look at Alex Smith, and I think Alex Smith is a guy who can only take you so far. And I think he's taking them as far as he could. And now they got to find somebody else to take them even farther. So, fans, make sure, go to the website, frameyourgame.com that's frameyourgame.com also no 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 probably want to go to amazon amazon and type in frame your game i was getting there okay you go ahead go ahead amazon.com just type in frame your game in the search engine at amazon.com and and go on and, and look at it i just put frame your game in here now I see a 49ers logo coming up. You know, I got the Dolphins, the USC, Patriots, a bunch of other uh, stuff here. You see Prime, you see Prime, and you see Prime, don't you, Paul? That means they can get them in a day or so. When they're on that yeah, day, yeah. they got a date on there, Amazon Prime, they'll get them in the next day or so. So you got Prime, Amazon Prime. So just like Willie Rope said, you get that quick, fast, and in a hurry. So fans, go there, Amazon. Type in Frame Your Game. It'll pop up. Make sure you get it. Go to the website, frameyourgame.com. Support all the things, all the great things. with Hall of Famer, Willie Rowe. Willie, absolute pleasure, man. Wish you nothing but the best of luck. Love to do it again. Look, no, nothing but the best for you, Paul. I'll be looking to see what happens in these games. I know I'm going out on the limb a little bit. I know you want the Eagles to do great. Wince, man, I, I was sorry that kid got hurt. You know, he's the running, you know, the running and diving. You know, we've seen this before with the, those knees. And then that did he hurt his knee in college too? When? I believe he did. I believe he just don't quote me yeah. on that. Yeah, but I mean, he's just, you, he's better. But RG3, another guy that was, sometimes you got to change the game a little bit. Uh, you know, starting those knees. I mean, the kid is, uh, man, he's a tough kid and, uh, Foles, I, I like Foles. I like those guys. I just think uh, you said Atlanta's not. I, I see Atlanta is, is uh, uh, what they showed me last week going against that Ram defense, which is a very good defense. Those are some of those guys they got playing. Um, it's going to be a tough game. Philly's got some more vets on their defense. Philly's got more of a veteran defense. Offensively, some of them guys haven't been on the stage before. The receiver they got from uh, – um, the Bears had a good year. On the defensive side, those guys are battle-tested offensively. Philly's got to show me something, and we'll see what happens. That was good. Look forward to it, man. 
All right. Hall of Famer Thank Willie you. Rowe. Pleasure talking to him. Um, it should be fun. A lot of great football to be played. Can't wait to see it uh, in the next couple of days. I want to thank Hall of Famer Willie Rowe for stopping by. Make sure you go to frameyourgame.com. That's frameyourgame.com. Uh, go to Amazon, type in Frame Your Game, and support all the great things going on with Willie Rowe. If you can listen to this show, other great shows, blogtalkradio.com slash began, or you can listen to this show and other great shows. Make sure you go to the website, go for gansports.com. Talk sports, have fun doing it. For everybody here, go for it. We hope you have a great weekend. See you later. Take care. Bye.
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.